0: spiritual slang like, God is good all the time, all the time, God is good, or won't he do it? (laughs) Because you know he really will. Hey. Hello, welcome to Spiritual Slang. I'm Chanel, the host, and... We are on episode four in this thing. Yes, we are. We're doing it. We're on episode four. And if you don't know, this is my podcast. The reason I decided to come out with a podcast and the reason I'm even doing this right now and talking in your ears is because God told me to. And I basically come on here and tell my story, talk about things that I'm going through or things that I have gone through in hopes of encouraging anyone who looks like me not physically, but internally, and encouraging them and giving them faith that there is a light at the end of every dark tunnel. And I know that because I've said it before, and I'll say it again, this podcast is a light at the end of so many dark tunnels for me. And just to kind of give you some context, when I say look like me internally, but not externally, I'm referring to looking like me in terms of have gone through similar things that I have gone through, are going through those things um, at the same time as me, or are going through those things now that I've gone through before, or someone that can just relate to what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about when I say helping people who look like me, not physically, but internally, even though I've said it before, but you know, that's all right. (laughs) Let's get into the episode. So some background as to why I'm talking about what I'm talking about today. Is because I actually didn't post an episode last week uh, and that was because I needed to align myself again. You ever feel like you're doing something but you need to make sure that you're like filled up and and you're feeling good and you're feeling right before you continue to do that? Well that's basically what happened for me and so last week I just wanted to take a break in a sense and align myself, make sure I am aligned with God and make sure that I am feeling filled up and not empty because we don't ever want to be empty or running on E and really making sure that I was good. And I had to tell myself that I was good. And I had to, you know, like get some thoughts that were coming in my head out of my head um, and just really look at me and be like, you're good. And so obviously since i went through that last week i made the topic of this episode you're good i feel like we don't really tell ourselves that enough if you're anything like me you tend to point out like a lot of the bad things or focus on the negative things sometimes like oh why did i do that or um dang you messed up or whatever it is but like i guess it's always like the negative stuff in a sense but we're never like you're good Chanel, you're good. Whatever you're experiencing right now, whatever you're going through, whatever you messed up on, whatever you're trying to figure out, whatever that is, work on that, but remember that you're good. And I think we need to start telling ourselves that because I think it would change our mindset a little bit. When I start to tell myself that, if I remember to, or if I'm like getting caught up and really in my head about whether that be work, whether that be relationships, friendships, whatever it is, life in general. Um, I always have to, like, just take a deep breath and be like, you're good. And so I wanted to talk about that. The concept of you're good relates heavily to the idea that it's okay not to be okay. Do you ever feel like sometimes you don't allow yourself to not be okay? Like, it's just like a foreign concept to you sometimes. And the reason I think it relates to each other is because even in those moments where we're not okay, we're still good. It's okay not to be okay, but always remember that even in those moments, you're good. You're going to be good. It's going to work out the way it's supposed to work out, and so you're good. This is all something I had to learn though and really put into practice. It's easier said than done, and a lot of times it's like, We'll say things like that, or we'll see quotes like that. And we'll be like, yeah, I relate to that. Yeah, cool. And we'll just let it surpass us. It's all talk, but no action in a sense. When you put that into practice, like it's okay not to be okay. And when you're not okay, you're still good. It's hard because we go through things that are challenging. We face issues and struggles that you know consume our whole mind consume our whole mood consume our days our months weeks whatever it is and it's hard to get out of that space of like either sadness or confusion or whatever that headspace you're in in that moment and really take a step back and be like one it's okay to not be okay and two you're good that's the last thing we want to do you know we want to figure out how to fix it we want to figure out how to get better or how, how am I going to overcome this? Like, we need to know answers. We always need to know answers. But sometimes you're not going to get an answer right away, or you're not going to know right away why this is happening to you. But you just have to know that it's okay not to be okay, but you're still good and you're going to be good. The reason it was hard for me to really understand that concept, though, is because I've dealt a lot with perfectionism. Me and my coworker, we actually have this joke that's kind of reality we always say that we are recovering perfectionists and it's true I feel like I'm getting better at accepting what is and not trying to perfect it but I'm recovering perfectionists so those ideas and those thoughts and and um, mindsets and stuff like that still come up in my head and sometimes they succeed at creeping in I'm not gonna lie I will fight a lot of thoughts off, but there are a couple thoughts that succeed at creeping into my mind and get me back into looking down upon myself because I didn't do something in a way that I thought I should because I'm a perfectionist. It's funny though, because I think my perfectionism started when I was a kid. Actually, I'm pretty sure it did, but I don't think I was really, you know, thinking it was perfectionism. I don't know if I just thought... I liked things a certain way, but um, my mom would always tell me that I wouldn't ever want to leave the house if my hair wasn't perfect, and it's like, okay, well, maybe I just liked my hair to be a certain way, but maybe it was, like, a, an inchy inc- inc- bit of perfectionism, but to go, like, a little bit deeper, I think I, as an adult, developed more of, like, perfectionist habits, I should, I would say because of the way I was um, raised actually I don't know if it's raised but just my childhood and like teenage years and stuff which was great let me just start by saying I had a great life it had its issues like we all have our issues but it was a great life overall so let me explain what I'm talking about basically I grew up in a home with three sisters And I was always the um, goody two-shoes, I guess you could say, like in my mom's eyes, I was like the goody two-shoes in a sense, or like I always did things the right way. And my sisters did great things too, but like I was always like doing things the right way and like I was always a mama's girl. And so as I grew up, like I always just, you know, was striving to make my mom proud and always getting good grades. My mom never really had to go to school for anything bad that I've done or any um, thing that I needed to be punished for or whatever. And so because I was like that growing up, I was always getting praised for it by my mom. I was also always getting like (laughs) looks and words from my sisters about it. Like, you think you're perfect or your mom's favorite or whatever. It would always be words like that because my mom would give me a lot, and really just because I was doing good in life. And so anyway, so I felt like I was getting put on some sort of pedestal because of the good that I was doing when I was younger. When this thought came to me, I was like, well, wouldn't that be a good thing to kind of be getting recognized for your works and, you know, being rewarded for it? And yeah, But then when I got older, which doesn't, this doesn't happen to everyone. I think you should still be rewarded and acknowledged for like the good that you do. But when I got older, I felt like I needed to stay on that pedestal. So not necessarily for my family anymore, but for me, like I unknowingly held myself up on a pedestal where I needed to do things a certain way that I could not fall off of that pedestal. And if I fell off of that one bit my perfectionism thoughts would kick in and like just destroy my mind and the thing is is that I wasn't always falling off of the pedestal it was more so like I needed to live up to an idea that I had in my head of how I should constantly be but that idea was based off of a perfect thought and we're not perfect we're flawed humans So it's like, there's no way I'm going to do everything perfect. There's no way I'm going to be the perfect person at my job, the perfect friend, the perfect Christian, the perfect partner. Like, there's no way I'm going to be perfect. But like, I was trying to live up to this idea of perfectionism all the time. And so every time I would see something that I did, or people would praise me for something or tell me I did good in something, I would always be like, oh, thanks, really? Because I just was like a perfectionist. To circle that back, though, when talking about it's okay not to be okay, you're still good. Perfectionism doesn't only affect the works you do or the things you do in friendships, relationships, and so on. It also just affects yourself, your internal being. I was a perfectionist when it came to how I was feeling. I wouldn't allow myself sometimes to really not be okay, or admit that I wasn't okay, because I felt like I needed to be this perfect person who always had it together. I needed to portray this persona that I always had it together. I was doing good in this area of my life and this area of my life. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm fine. So I wouldn't allow myself to not be okay, or to really admit it, because you can not be okay, but not admit it then you're not really acknowledging it. And quick tidbit, like I think anytime we're feeling something or emotional about something or whatever, something's heavy on our spirit, we should always acknowledge it so that we can grow and heal from it. We can't push it down and never let it come up so that we don't ever address it. Therefore, we don't ever heal from it and it just builds, you know, more pain inside. It does more than good when we push it down inside and keep it inside so that one was on the house I'm kidding (laughs) like I was saying I just couldn't admit that when I wasn't good because I wasn't okay with acknowledging that I wasn't a perfect human or I wasn't okay with acknowledging that I didn't have it all together or that I was questioning everything like I wasn't okay with acknowledging that because it's very very uncomfortable but we have to we have to know that it's okay not to be okay and it's okay to feel certain ways and to be going through certain things because that's how we grow that's how we learn and that's how we go to a new level of like glory and miracles I even had someone once tell me that I wasn't perfect. I remember um talking to someone that they knew me really well and it's actually funny like it was the most real I don't know if it's the most real someone has ever been with me but it was such a real statement the way that they said it that if I wasn't self-aware enough to know that that was true I might have been offended or defensive or something but I wasn't it was actually a little bit funny because I was like wow they really read me (laughs) but I was talking to someone one time and I was saying something about like oh it's gonna be like way different than I am and I wasn't saying anything to like negate anybody but I was just saying something about like wherever we were gonna go was gonna be they're in for a surprise because they're like way different than I am and blah 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 and this person was like Chanel you know, you're not perfect, right? And I was like, yeah, duh. But like I said, if I wasn't self-aware enough to know that that was something that I had to work on, that I had to work on knowing that I wasn't perfect and I had to work on my perfectionism and holding, you know, and thinking I needed to be like this perfect person, I would have maybe been offended. But in that moment, I was like, in my head, thank you for saying that because it blessed me so much more than it hurt me. It made me realize that this person acknowledged that I wasn't perfect, but also they still didn't care, nor were ever expecting me to be perfect. So if I break that down, basically I'm saying like, for me, a lot of times like, I've tried to be this perfect person, because I felt like that's what people expected from me. Like I said, I grew up in a place where it was amazing. I was getting praised and everything like that, but they expected me to be that way because I was, because I am that way, you know, because I do good things and I do great in other areas and areas of my life. And so this person telling me that was like, wow, they acknowledge that I'm not perfect, but they're okay with me not being perfect. They're not expecting me to be perfect. And that also opened my eyes to so many other things where it's like, no one in my life is expecting me to be perfect. They're not expecting me to always have it together. They're not expecting me to always do it right. But they're still accepting me. They'll still love me. They'll still be there for me. And so when that person had said that, I was like, dang, you're right. And yeah, I know I'm not perfect, even though I For me to say, yeah, I was like kind of like, yeah, but still in my head, I was like trying to be perfect. I'm going to share a couple of things or areas where I feel like we need to say to ourselves, it's okay that this, this, and that you're still good because these are areas that I've had to do that in. And I feel like others might relate. One of the areas I want to talk about is it's okay to make a mistake. You're still good. And when I tell you that it is so hard for me to make a mistake and think that I am still good, let me rephrase that. It was so hard for me to make a mistake and think that I'm still good because I am getting better at it. I see the growth in me. When I do make a mistake, I'm like, it's okay. You're still good. People make mistakes and kind of just talk myself down from like, My elevated stress and perfectionist ways. But previously, if I made a mistake, I would think about it for at least five days because I deal with perfectionism. I would just talk down to myself and really think bad things about myself, like that I was incapable or that I wasn't enough. How are you going to really do this if you're making mistakes? And you know, the way we talk to ourselves, we disrespect ourselves sometimes. (laughs) And so it would really ruin my mood for five days. And it's like, why are you harping on something for days at a time that you can't even change now? And why are you harping on something when you know that God has got you? No matter what you've done or whatever mistake you did, God got you. You're going to be good. So it's okay to make a mistake It's okay to acknowledge that it's a mistake and not be okay from it and kind of be like, okay, well, maybe you should do this next time, you know, but then move on because you're still good. Like I said, we're flawed humans. We've made mistakes in the past and we will continue to make mistakes in the future because that's just how we are. We just have to learn from it and remind ourselves that we're still good and that we're not going to be defined by that mistake. I actually remember this one time like a few months ago and I was folding laundry in my room, minding my own business, and I was like thinking, I don't even know why I was thinking about this, but I was like thinking, wow, you're so forgiving and you're, and you're able to give grace to people and really um, just not identify them by what they've done, but really just be there for them and give them grace and forgive them. And then in that moment God was like, "But why don't you give that same grace to yourself?" I was like, "First of all, we're not talking about me." <laughs> no, but um but it was so true because a lot of times we can extend grace and be understanding to other people that make mistakes or do wrong and you know, we forgive them and we give them grace and we're okay with it and we move on. But why can't we be that way with ourselves? Why wasn't I able to be that way with myself? I honestly believe it's because I had this perfect idea of myself. That perfect idea of myself never made mistakes. And that's why it's important to not have this like certain idea of yourself that doesn't allow yourself to make mistakes or grow or change or evolve or anything like that because that's just not feasible like we're going to grow we're going to change we're going to make mistakes and that's okay and remember to give yourself the same grace that you give to other people it's that whole idea of we can talk good to other people and talk up other people but what about when it comes to ourselves why is it so hard for us to talk up our own selves to be good with ourself and encourage ourselves? Another area I want to talk about is it's okay to not know. You're still good. I've always been the person that has had to like that where I feel like I have to do it all or have it all together or have it all planned out and know exactly what's going to happen and need things to go a certain way. Or else it just disrupts my whole being because that has to do with a little bit of control things that I have, which I'll talk about in another episode because, I mean, control has so many levels to it. But I've always been that type of person where I wanted to have everything together and to know everything. But I had to realize that that's not real. We're not always going to know what's next. We're not always going to know how we're going to get through this or how we're going to come out on the other side or how we're going to be successful or how we're going to get to our dreams and our goals. It's okay not to know those things. I've personally had to operate in the unknown for a while. I've had to operate in an area where I didn't really know how God was going to do certain things. I just knew that he would do them. And that's how God is, you know, like he won't always tell us the entire plan. He'll just say, do this and I'll do the rest. Do this and I'll tell you more. Take a step and I'll give you what you need to know for the next step. Then I'll give you what you need to know for the next step. But he won't give it to us all at once because if he gave it to us all at once, then that wouldn't be faith. We wouldn't fully trust God if we knew how everything was going to pan out we'd be just be trusting our own knowledge but like to really trust god is to do something and not really know how how what's going to come from it or how he's going to find you a job how he's going to help you make more money or a lot of times we don't know how we just have to trust god that he is going to do it and i think that's what operating in the unknown is and not knowing it's really just trusting that you're doing good, that you're going to make it even though you don't know how, that you're going to be okay even if you are having trouble finding, you know, your purpose in life or reconsidering everything that you ever known about yourself or reconsidering what you've built up to, to be your career now. I kind of want to talk about that for a second because we live in a world where We're like, we can be in one place for so long and then be so afraid to leave or be so afraid to really um, step out even though we know we're supposed to because of the unknown. And if you step out, we're afraid of falling. We're afraid of failing and falling. But I know... That anytime we fall, God will always catch us. He will always be there. He will never leave us nor forsake us. And so no matter how low we get, God will always be there and he'll always bring us back up. So yeah, that was a quick little segue because I just felt I wanted to say that. I needed to say that. But it's okay to not know your next steps. It's okay to not know what you're really doing in life at the moment because you're trying to find your purpose or everything you know known about yourself you're reconsidering or you're confused like it's okay you're still good you're still going to do good you're still going to make it it's okay to not be okay and even with not really knowing it's like okay it's okay to not know got it but it's also okay to not be okay with not knowing it's okay to feel uncomfortable and a little you know like uneasy about not knowing. I had to realize that even in moments where I don't know and I'm like okay, I accept that I don't know but I'm not really okay with it. There's been moments where I haven't been okay with it. And that's okay too, you know? You're still good. But I can say now that I'm okay with the unknown. Because I realized that the unknown is where great things happen. There's so many possibilities in the unknown. God can do so many things in the unknown and just blow your mind with them. And so I'm honestly in an unknown time where there's a lot of unknowns in my life. I don't know how. I don't know when. But I just know he will. And I'm okay with that. I feel like I've become comfortable in that area. And not in a way where I'm like comfortable just coasting, but in a way where I'm uncomfortably comfortable. Another area I want to talk about is it's okay to be sad over what happened to you. You're good. I think sometimes we can be so hard on ourselves, or at least I know I can be hard on myself if I'm sad over something that deep down I kind of knew was going to happen or deep down I knew if I'm sad over a person, say, that I was interested in and then deep down I know that that person wasn't right for me anyway. I can be a little hard on myself for even being sad because it's like, well, you knew that person wasn't good for you or you knew that person wasn't the right person. And all that is true, but it's okay to be sad. It's okay to let your emotions show themselves and it's okay to cry within that. I think I've said it on another episode, but crying is a release and I am very okay with crying like I'm a very I'm a crier not gonna lie like I'll cry at movies sad and happy Um, and I'll cry when I see someone else crying all the time I just I'm an empathetic person and so I feel I feel for people a lot but back to the point (laughs) it's okay to be sad over what happened to you you're good allow yourself to be sad Allow yourself to be sad that this person didn't work out. Allow yourself to be sad that you didn't get the job. Allow yourself to be sad that, you know, something happened to you or whatever it is. Allow yourself to be sad. It's okay. You don't have to be strong. You don't have to always have it together. You don't have to always be the strong person. You know, that one quote was like, check in on your strong friend. Because it's true. Like, we can be so caught up in like this idea that we have to be strong or if people know us as always having it together or being being um the person that's always good where it's like you don't notice anything is wrong with them then it's hard for us to express our emotions when we need to and when you're sad you need to express your emotions you have to let it out so that you can heal from it i just said it a couple points ago but if we just suppress it and keep pushing it down and down we're never going to heal from it and it will come back up, or something else will happen that will trigger that. And it'll make you feel even worse than the initial feeling of being sad because now you have two things built up on it. You're not any less of a person because you're sad. You're not any less of a person because you got attached to something that maybe you shouldn't have and now it's gone. So now you're heartbroken. You're not any less of a person. It's life. We got to get through it. Lastly, I want to talk about it's okay. You're good. A lot of the things I mentioned were obviously things that we experience that aren't necessarily joyful, like they aren't something that makes us happy. Um, they make us disappointed or sad or confused in all of that. But to round it out, it's okay. Whatever you're experiencing whatever you're going through, whatever is taking up your mind, whatever is keeping you up at night, whatever is making you cry, it's okay. You're good. The reason I say it's okay is because it is, for one, but also because anything that happens to us, whether it's good or bad, it's going to teach us something. Especially when we're going through heartbreak or we're going through disappointments or we're going through trying to figure out our lives or whatever. It's going to teach us something. We're going to grow from it. And everything will work together for our good. Anything that isn't in your life that you might have lost or let go of isn't meant to be in your life. We don't have to have it all together. We don't have to know our next steps. We don't have to be these perfect human beings. We just have to be open to growing, to changing if we need to, and to continue to push through and to continue to take step after step even when we don't want to. And in the midst of everything that we have to deal with in our lives, from family things to personal life things, to work things, purpose things, goals, dreams, in the midst of all of that, give yourself grace and allow yourself to feel, allow yourself to admit to yourself that you're not okay, and know when you're not okay and take the necessary steps to getting better. You're good. And tell yourself that. Like I said earlier, it's always the hardest to tell ourselves things, it's always the hardest for us to encourage ourselves, to give ourselves grace. And so remind yourself that you're good. And as we go on to like our day-to-day lives and get caught up in the shuffle and hustle and bustle of life and the world and everything that's going on around us, don't get so caught up in expecting things to go a certain way or things to be a certain way that it is detrimental to your mental health or detrimental to your physical health. Release things. Because everything will work out the way it's supposed to in my life, in your life, in the lives of those around us. And so just remind yourself of that. And I have to remind myself of that, too. So I'm speaking to myself. I am for sure someone that gets caught up in the hustle and bustle and trying to hit specific goals and dreams and things in my life that I have to remember that, one, I'm living for God and not for myself. And then, two, that it's all going to work out the way it's supposed to work out and the way it's supposed to work out will be better than what I even imagined. And that's the honest truth. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to episode four of Spiritual Slang. I'm excited to continue to do this. And I'm excited to continue to grow from doing this because it really is growing me. It's pushing me into areas of uncomfortability. It's pushing me into areas of self-reflection and self-awareness that I'm thankful for because it is really good to be aware of who you are and aware of things that bother you or don't bother you Um, and just to know yourself and continue to grow and as you grow to get to know yourself even more thank you all for listening again and I will be back next week with another episode a very exciting one and always remember Give yourself grace, talk to yourself good, and stay prayed up. Bye, y'all.